right. So I'm currently on the phone with Philly. He's another one of the musicians that reached out about the interview series. So I'm going to go ahead and give him the chance to introduce himself. Uh, my name's uh, Philly Jacobs. You can call me Phil or Philly. Uh, yeah, I'm a guitar player, bass player, songwriter, uh, part-time singer, uh, full-time dad, and uh, you know, <laughs> here to uh, talk with you about all this. Very cool. Excellent. Um, so uh, why don't you kind of give me some detail about, you know, when you first encountered music, you know, what about it kind of reached to you and made you want to pursue a life in it? What did you find compelling about it? Sure, sure. Um, so apparently I've always been into music. Uh, there's a picture my parents have of me where I'm in, yeah, literally an infant and they got like a Walkman. Uh, I was born in 1983, so, you know, <laughs> Walkman instead of Walkman headphones, like on me, uh, listening to that, uh, apparently, you know, and, and my parents told me I'd always, you know, was sing along the songs on the radio, uh, particular love for, uh, I guess, 80s, you know, rock and pop songs, uh, you know, uh, Katrina and the Waves, uh, Walking on Sunshine, apparently was a real uh, popular song, song I really enjoyed, stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, I've always kind of been into pop music like that. And, uh, you know, it wasn't, but you know how it goes. Like when you grow up, you're kind of basically just into whatever your parents are into. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, they, uh, like my parents were into like folk music. Like dad loves like Jim Croce and, uh, Gordon Lightfoot and, and those kind of like singer songwriter guys. Um, you know, Crosby, Stills and Nash, like another popular band that my parents both like. Um, that kind of stuff. And then it wasn't until, yeah, I'd say about sixth or seventh grade when I started kind of getting into, I mean, that was, would have been around like 90, 1993, 94. So like, you know, that's the heyday of Nirvana and, and the, the rise of grunge and all that. Right. Uh, I have a distinct memory of, um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we went out for dinner uh, at this pizza place. We were living in, uh, in Northern California at the time. And, um, they had a jukebox there and then, you know, like, uh, I think heart shaped box or something came on the jukebox and like my parents were talking, Oh, this song, Oh, it's just the lyrics are terrible. And, you know, whatever they're talking about under the table, I'm like tapping my foot. I'm like, Man, I really, really love this. Right. Um, yeah, I guess it was probably around like my 11th or 12th birthday. I got a, uh, you know, like a diff band and, um, my parents, uh, said, okay, you can buy two CDs, uh, to go with your disc man. Right. So, uh, I got a copy of Nirvana's In Utero, and um, the other CD was The Mask uh, motion picture soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> you big Cuban Pete fan, right? Oh, mm-hmm. so, but uh, yeah. Anyway, you know, I of course that I, then that's kind of when I fell head over heels and kind of like you know rock music and guitar music was uh, because of Nirvana. Uh, you know, getting that In Utero album, kind of a weird album for. You know, I, I, I never mind's usually the way in for a lot of people, right? But for me, I don't know, just in utero kind of hooked me. Uh, and I never, from there, you know, me and my buddies started getting into, I mean, whatever was, <laughs> whatever was cool on 120 minutes, right? Like on MTV. Uh, you know, I remember, uh, I got, I got my friend, uh, Weezer's Blue album and, uh, the first silver chair record, Frog Stomp as like a gift for his birthday but like somebody else had also gotten it for him so he just had two copies of it and we'd be like up in his bedroom like you know playing video games listening to yeah you know buddy holly and listening to israel's son and, mm-hmm. you know just going like wow these are so amazing uh, 
anyway, um, so probably the next year, I decided I wanted to learn how to play uh, guitar. And in my middle school, they offered a guitar class, uh, you know, aside like band and stuff like that. So I like basically begged my parents, please, 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 I want to, I want to play guitar. I really want to play guitar. They're like, oh man, I don't know, if we're gonna find a guitar for this kid. Uh, but they had a friend who just had, you know, some old, whatever, some old classical Spanish guitar that they weren't using, and they let me borrow it. And, and uh, yeah, it just kind of took the plunge from there, right? Uh, so learned in school, you know, learn, you know, when you learn like that, right? They, they teach you the bigger style and stuff like that. But once you know, and you, you learn the basics and the notes and. You know, all that right but and then you start learning once you start learning chord forms and then i learned power chords and that was kind of the end of my formal training from there because then i can start playing you know the songs i love right but, sure so um let's dive into that a little bit once you started learning guitar um what did you kind of feel was your next step there once you kind of figured out how to play it? Did you just kind of want to uh, do like covers and learn other people's music or did you want to start writing? What were kind of your next formative steps? Yeah, I mean, that was it, right? It was just learning how to play songs off the radio that I loved and stuff like that. Like, you know, jamming. Like, it wasn't until, let's say, probably ninth grade, I finally got an electric guitar. Uh, <laughs> you know, everybody gets that, the, maybe they get like, you know, the Strat Pack from Squire, whatever they got at Christmas. No, I bought, uh, it was an Epiphone White Flying V for my first guitar. Um, it's, and it was, uh, I couldn't even, I don't even know like what the model was, but yeah, I was like, you know, everybody had a little, you know, crappy Strat or, you know, some like Ibanez, you know, had a lot of Ibanez, uh, you know, the start of like the Geo series kind of type stuff, right? No, no, I got it. I got myself a Flying B. <laughs> that was my first guitar. And then, yeah, then it was, you know, my buddy got one. So we go and we go to his house and jam playing, uh, you know, Metallica songs and stuff off the radio. And then um, it was about 10th grade. Um, that's like bands started forming like in... Um, it, where I went to high school, right? Uh, it's this little town uh, called Leesburg, Virginia, like outside of uh, Washington, D.C. I, I kind of, that's where I grew up, basically. And um, yeah, you know, uh, I found out this friend of a friend, they had a band and they had just uh, just like kicked out their their rhythm guitar player, I guess. Uh, you know, you know, I mean, it's high school kid drama, whatever, right? So mm -hmm. um and they were kind of looking for another guy and I really wanted the spot, right? So I like went up to him at school and was like, hey man, I heard you just kicked out your guitar player. I'd really like to try out. And they're like, man, I don't know, I don't know, maybe. And then finally I like pestered them and they let me go and try for the band. And like, you know, that was my first being in a rock band kind of thing. And they, so they were interesting because they weren't just playing covers. They like the, they had a guy who was singing and he was kind of writing songs and he, you know, he, <laughs> he fancied himself a tortured artist type, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that's we started learning his songs, and uh, and then the rhythm section were these two brothers uh, who played bass and drums, right? And uh, yeah, and like I knew them like around like the drummer, uh, the drummer guy, like we played like roller hockey together and stuff like that, right? And uh, yeah, and then I guess like 
I was a complete idiot and they let me in the band and yeah, then we started <laughs> learning songs. And sure. I guess, I guess I passed the audition, right? Uh, and yeah, I, I remember my first gig ever. Um, they had this like, uh, like a teen center kind of like place in uh, this town, like a couple of towns over. And they'd let bands play there uh, like on weekends, like a you know, Friday nights or whatever. And uh, somehow the singer got us on you know, one of the bills as like, you know, with the race opening band. And um, so we go to the gig and I'm like extremely nervous, you know, like uh, just like not sure what to do. And the band who uh, I think they, they were like adults, you know, they must have been like guys in their 20s or something like that. Like just, you know, uh, just looking, you know, whatever, local band playing gigs, guys hanging out, having fun kind of thing. Right. And they were like, they were extremely cool. They like let me use their their rig and stuff like they're like, hey man, let's do it's just like band practice, all right? You know, you just gotta go out there and, and do it. And they were very very cool, very supportive, right? And yeah, we played our first show. I'm pretty sure I was like standing staring at my feet the whole time, but um, you know, when we played to like a what the sound guy and the yeah. other bands, basically, right? But sure. uh, you know, that was my first gig, and I kind of caught the bug after that, you know, and. Just, just like, ah, this is great. Excellent. So um, let's let's jump ahead a, a, a little bit. And um, where did kind of all of that lead you? Where did you kind of end up, uh, you know, where you are now in your journey of, you know, being a musician? Sure, sure. Uh, well, you know, fast forward, I guess, right, to, well, now it's 2023. <laughs> so, um, anyway, I'm, I'm new to the Twin Cities. Like, I've just moved here this past summer. Uh, and, um, you know, I got, I mean, I got a family and stuff like that. Right. And so, uh, you know, my, my wife has been sort of encouraging me to, to like go meet people and go like, you know, start to be more social, like get out of the house and stuff like that. Right. So, um, I did what I always do, which is where you go, all right, well, I want to go join a band and, uh, I don't really know anybody. So, uh, I mean, you still like go to Craigslist, right. Where like, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, musician seeking, whatever. Right. Yeah. And. Yeah, Craigslist is kind of dead now. So I was like, all right, well, I'll go to Facebook. Right? <laughs> and uh, just started poking around and found out there's a Twin Cities musician, you know, sort of chat page or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, I met this guy, Jake, who like posted an ad. It was, you know, like, uh, anyway, I've been trying to like figure out what my next project is. Like, I'd been in a couple bands at DC, like, you know, just whatever, kind of like dad rock bands, right? Like, you know, we're all dads. And we're all just kind of getting together. Like, you know, we, we had some original songs and just playing covers, you know, something to do, right? Like, you know, get out of the house for, for an evening and, you know, we like jamming and making music. And it's always fun, you know, when you kind of start clicking with people, right? So uh, anyway, you know, like I said, I just moved to the area and was kind of looking for some start something new and looking, you know, kind of like putting playlists together, trying to get inspired by like what, I, what kind of stuff I want to do and, uh, kind of wanted to get back. <laughs> Funny, moving to my roots, kind of right. Like you know, I really loved, um, you know, like the epitaph, the '90s epitaph bands. You know, like uh, like Bad Religion and No Effects and, and that kind of stuff. So kind of like fast skate punky stuff. And then, I mean, I always look, you know grew up on a steady diet of grunge riffs, Metallica riffs, and uh, punk rock. Right. So kind of looking back to those bands as a sort of a touchstone to be like, okay, that's kind of, I think what I want to do for this next thing. Right. So anyway, I met this guy, Jake, who's a drummer who said, you know, he's, he's in a couple of different things, but always looking to start maybe something else. Right. So 
I messaged him, you know, with my usual starting spiel, which is, hey, you know, long time, here's the stuff I'm into. I got, you know, I got good gear, you know, so if you want to get serious or whatever, like we can get it or if you just mm-hmm. want to hang out. And so then I kind of pitched him on like a dad punk band, right? So what's a dad punk band? <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm almost 40. I got kids and uh, just kind of dad it up, right? I, you know, you go up there and you're like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're not skinny jeans, but you know, you sort of tight jeans and your white uh, New Balances and just go out there and, <laughs> you know, sure. drink a couple of beers with the boys and, you know, you play like Ramon songs and, uh, you know, something like that just to have fun, right? And mm-hmm. um, so I, then I was like, oh, what if that was like your whole aesthetic kind of thing? Like we're all, we all wear flannel shirts, like jeans at the white, you know, thing. And we all wear trucker hats and drink PBR. And uh, <laughs> we like change the lyrics to all about being like about dad stuff. And uh, he kind of liked that. It was like, yeah, you know, you got like a song about like not touching the thermostat, right? <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Or going to, going to batting, you know, uh, playing catch with your kid or going to go to baseball practice or you know, whatever, right? Just, just weird dad stuff. talking about. Songs about grilling. And I kind of veered into like King of the Hill sort of territory, you know, like songs about propane and stuff, right? Oh, <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, anyway, we, so we kind of hit it off. And then, um, then you know, like when you kind of hit it off with someone, then you're like, all right, you start to steer it towards it. Like, we should probably meet each other first to make sure we're not, you know, serial killers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Of course, of course. So we had a beer and, you know, we just, we talked punk rock and we talked metal and stuff. And, you know shows we went to and, and all that kind of stuff and he's like all right uh you know why don't we get together and jam and so we kind of like came up with some songs that we were going to learn so we could play together and then uh yeah i just went over there went to his house and you know we've jammed a couple of times since then awesome so are you guys in the process of writing material or are you already doing shows what's uh going on we're still kind of in the feeling out phase you know okay uh like seeing how serious the other guy is like we did have a pretty good conversation about that. Like, you know, was, we, we both got careers. We got our families. We're not going to like quit our jobs and go hit the road. Right. Know? Right. But it would be fun to have like a little short, like a long weekend tour somewhere or have a road gig occasionally, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. So, sure. um, and then, so it's just been him and I kind of jamming and we kind of, he was like, <laughs> after we did the covers tryout thing, he was just like, all right, man, let's just jam. Right. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of, you know, coming up with some stuff and um yeah and we just we just jammed this past week and it's kind of like all right well let's go to let's maybe like start looking at some other people to start jamming with like he has he says he has some um some other musicians he could um bring in you know looking for like a bass player or like a singer or something like that to start putting something together and uh i guess he set up a little you know he got like a copy of fucking logic uh logic it's just kind of like doing some home recording stuff so he's been kind of recording our jams and it's like oh this could be a song or that's like that was a cool riff or he's really like kind of taking a more uh i don't know organized approach to it than i usually would where you know, we just kind of jam for a bit like <laughs> well that was cool that thing you did where you did the you know <laughs> you know how it is right mm-hmm. yeah, so definitely. um anyway yeah so i think uh definitely though after this last one he's like yeah i think we have some chemistry let's Let's start putting something together. So I think we're going to start looking for some other guys and just start 
yeah, start writing some songs and and putting stuff together. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh kind of focus back on you for a moment. Um, what are some of your favorite memories that you've had during the time that you've been working and learning music uh, that you know are prominent to you? Whether it was a show that you went to that kind of motivated you, or something else that had an impact on you. Sure. Uh, well, I'll tell you about my most favorite things of all time. We'll put it that way. Um, all right, so I, I went to school down in uh, Hampton Roads, Virginia, right, which is like, uh, you know, like Norfolk, Virginia Beach uh, type of area. And um, I, well, I started myself a rock band and, uh, you know, uh, basically, whatever, they were just some friends of friends, right? We all got together and we kind of formed a band. And at uh, I went to Old Dominion University, but across the, <laughs> across the bay, there was a Hampton University and they had a... Um, had a recording like a studio recording program right that my drummer was in mm-hmm. and um they were having like a student show at the student union there and um he got us on the bill and um the thing about Hampton university it's like a historically black college okay. so which uh, not not like a problem for me but you know just not i mean i'm a, I'm a white dude from the suburbs right so not mm-hmm. my typical kind of audience so we go and we play, uh, we, you know, there's like whatever, a bunch of bands, all kinds of bands there, hip hop acts, and, you know, it was a real, <laughs> real college student show, right? And um, anyway, we get up there and we play our first song and the crowd goes crazy. They're like crowd surfing. Everybody's like shouting my name and like, it's just, you know, I mean, think the student union just packed with, you know, all random kids from all at school and they're like having an absolute blast and that that was like you know i'm i'm feeling it like digging into the riffs and doing rock and kill rock star moves and stuff i mean it's just <laughs> like do i i felt i felt like you know it felt really good i felt like a god like a rock god on stage it was amazing it was amazing awesome. and like part part of the deal right was we could only play a few songs and um but they were like, come back, come back, come back. They like wanted us to play an encore and stuff. It was like, that's the best gig I ever had. It was all kind of downhill from there. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, man. Awesome. Uh, it was really fun. Well, where can uh, people find your social media and follow you? And then once you guys start doing shows, you know, do you guys have a social media presence at all? Well, we haven't really picked a name yet, so we're not quite on that. But I'm Philly Jacobs on all forms of social media. So I'll probably definitely be posting uh, my project there whenever this thing gets cooking and uh, everybody can find me there. So uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, Yeah. And so I always like to give uh, the person I'm interviewing the opportunity to put out their last word. So what's a message in general that you'd like to throw out there? Um, Sure. Uh, It's important to make and create art. Um, Art is what makes us as a species unique in the, the animal world besides us of course we're the top teaching. but when you think about what lasts like through all of recorded history it's people's art right people you know taking their thoughts and feelings and creating manifesting them into something physical right like that that's what really lasts and that's what moves people and drives people and you know it, it really is fun to be creative um, even if even if you think you're a hack, you know you're just playing three chords and you know just making things rhyme with new doing spoon or whatever, right? But that it's important to, to be able to do that and to understand that and to to you know be 
like be doing that, right? Because it also helps you relate to other people who do that as well, like being part of the process, right? I mean, art, to quote cursive, uh, you know, famous Midwest indie band, indie band or emo band, uh, art is hard. It's certainly hard, but it's also worth it. Once you do it, go forward through it. And uh, it, it can be fun and it can be torturous and it can be all that, but that's kind of what makes it beautiful. Yeah, it's just doing all that. So uh, whatever your medium, you know, we're, I mean, this is a music podcast, so music, but, you know, painting, uh, you know, working with pottery or your uh, baking or you're a cook, a chef, that kind of thing, all that, just expressing yourself through art, uh, whatever the medium is, is uh, everybody should try at least once and hopefully we'll continue doing it throughout their lives.